Oh, daddy. Oh, daddy. Oh, buddy. <laughs> oh, shit, buddy. The path of life's not so easy to course, buddy. <laughs> <laughs> Here we are. We're back. Very A podcast. Just Sean and Cass today. You know, we're in that, we're in the deep muck. We're in the confusion fog of all confusion fogs. And some might call this a quarantine. Yeah, some some might say what we're doing is a quarantine. <laughs> yeah, for sure. We have uh, fucking COVID. Yeah, finally got us. Fucking Jesus Christ, man. Almost two years of sitting in this apartment, not getting it, you know, doing our broadcast, talking shit, and here we are. We got it, finally. We're not the only ones. A lot of people seem to have it around right now, too. It's like not only we're we not the only ones like um fucking who doesn't have this right now who hasn't come in contact with this and and I was like I'll be honest I was feeling a little cocky recently you know about having not gotten it yet yeah you know they have those memes that have been going out like with the matrix and it's like people who still haven't gotten COVID in December 2021 it's like whew, yeah and I was like yeah that's me you know and mm. then um yeah we got it but the timing is um kind of cosmic in that like we talked on the last podcast about how we did the shoot and we tested 70 people and that seemed to have gone great like we're the like we didn't get it at the shoot we got it like the day after the shoot which is hilarious yeah in a lot of ways like we do this big thing and then you know well we named that podcast thread the needle and jesus christ did we thread that we didn't even know (laughs) we didn't even know how much we were threading the needle right because so. we tested all those people, and, like, I, I was nervous. Like, Drew, our cinematographer, is like, I cannot get this. <laughs> and I was like, yeah, I mean, nobody can. We don't want And then I was like, yeah, man, a newborn, and, like, you know, I don't want his wife to bust his balls and shit. Like, this well, is just want- a gig. Like, that, you know what I mean? Yeah, and this is a dangerous fucking thing that people are, there are, like, serious consequences of. It's not, like, a joke, you know? So No. And no. I didn't want that weight on me at all like anyone um so it kind of felt like then we like it got exposed the following day which is like kind of cosmic you know and um kind of hilarious and i think the most hilarious thing is that we tested positive on our our portal day our portal day 111 (laughs) even though this this day uh we're, we're this year we're moving portal day to uh tuesday february 22nd 20 22 because it's just it's too good two 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 we're gonna that's gonna be our big portal day which uh is the church of chill holiday of writing and burning your fears and taking a bunch of acid with your friends well i still wrote my fears on 111 i kind of think of 111 as the fear day i'm i think 222 has a whole different yeah, connotation right. i don't even think it's necessarily fears and after what's going down energetically with me on 111 i'm not sure if i want more fear holidays yeah that's true <laughs> yeah it, it's been kind of crazy the past couple of years that we've opened that portal on 111 right yeah um but it was good because i still did the ritual of burning my fears this year and it was what an appropriate time to have the to die get the positive test result of the thing that i've been like most fearful of for the last two years and it was kind of like brought over a wave of just acceptance and i'll be honest i've been so much more scared of this virus until i got it like it's so funny like waking up 
mornings thinking you have it is scarier than when you like know you have it and you're like all right i just got to stay calm and survive this thing yeah thinking you have it is worse than knowing you have it yeah there's like this unknown or something well once i've accepted that i have it it's like then i'm focused on like well every breath is me healing every every moment of every day is a step further towards me my body being healed yeah i don't handle this shit well (laughs) what do you mean I don't handle being sick well. It doesn't happen to me that often. I think we take really good care of ourselves. Like, I go running every day. I've eaten a vegan diet for fucking nine years. Like, we uh, meditate twice a day. We keep low-stress environment, you know? We don't have kids. We don't have jobs. Like, we, we, we do what we can to try to keep our bodies a temple. Be our own healthcare system. There is no healthcare system. There is no one you can turn to. So you have to unfortunately spend the extra money to live a healthy lifestyle and that's what we do so you know i get righteous about that like i take care of myself and i don't get sick and i took care of myself and i did get sick and it's just like i think along with feeling like shit and feeling like some alien fucking virus has infected me because it does not feel it just doesn't feel right it feels like when when you smoke dmt you're like whoa I'm in another fucking dimension, right? That's how this virus feels to me. It just feels like an invasive species, yeah. something, yeah. Do not recommend it. I think some people are at this place where they're like, oh, let me just go get this already. And yeah. I don't recommend that at all. I saw our friend tweeting out the other day. She's like, I'm going out tonight to try to get... Uh, Omicron. Omicron. I'm like, are you fucking insane? What kind of times are we living that people would want to get sick especially since it seems like a virus you can get again like maybe you'll have some natural immunity but i don't i I know i have friends who have gotten it like four times at this point (laughs) i just don't like being sick i don't know why anybody would invite that into their world and i you know i i don't i don't get that way of thinking there's so many ways of thinking around this that i just fucking really don't understand and can't relate with at all i felt so bad for you you had i feel like like four days of like the worst headaches they're still happening. Yeah. I had it last night. Uh, you know, yesterday was finally the day. Like, what? Uh, like on on when? What was one eleven on a Tuesday? Yeah. This is like we both woke up. We're like something's off. We both took the at home test, test positive, and I'm like, all right. And then just a terrible fucking headache, like terrible. And I would use Advil and it would kind of go away. And when the Advil would wear off, and this happened three days in a row at night, like at seven o'clock at night, the Advil for the day wears off. And it's like a light switch goes on. And that light switch is a fucking the worst migraine headache you can imagine. Like I just, I'm like, I'd rather blow my head off than sit through this for one more second. Like you can't move your eyes. You can't blink. You can't think. You can't talk. You can't do anything. It's like, it's like. For me, it's like there's like a pressure valve on the back, on the bottom, like where my neck meets my skull. Mm. And it feels like like too much something is trying to pour into my head. And it's like, and like insane. And nothing relieves it. So I had that like three days in a row. And then yesterday I was kind of like, oh, I'm not taking Advil today. I think I'm okay. And we had Mare come over and everything. And. We're rolling around with yeah, Mare. Yeah, she's in this with us. <laughs> yeah, Mare's in this with us, by the way. I don't know if she wants us divulging that, but we're already into this. So, um, <laughs> Finally, we're like, let's hang out with our girlfriend. Like, let's have fun. Like, let's do something. Whatever. We all have this thing. And we're like rolling around in the bed together. And like, just the headache just is like, 
just comes creeping back like is i'm scared you know what i mean it scares me a little bit it makes me scared to like go towards sexuality it makes me scared to exercise you know like i'm like that thing that yeah. that worst headache of my life is like creeping it's like right behind the veil you at release all one demon and the other demon pops right up <laughs> oh oh my god yeah <laughs> fucking jesus christ so just for me mainly um hot flashes i'm experiencing them right now yeah you know? yeah just like you just, just fucking hot flashes where it just feels like you spike a fever out of nowhere but then you're cold and the worst headache ever that, that's been basically my symptoms thank fucking god that hasn't it hasn't seemed like it's really like hijacked my breathing uh yeah I'm so congested, i've been able to still do fucking but it's bong hits. mainly up here you know yeah i feel like i'm on the other side of something like I'm, I'm now like when this first started i was having like a like a dry unproductive like there was nothing to blow out or cough up, and now there is, so as gross as that sounds. <laughs> no, it is funny that you like liken it to being like some sort of alien thing, because <clears throat> it's so funny. They tried to pull the wool over our eyes. Um, by they, I mean like the NIH and uh, the government and stuff like that by saying, like, don't even look or think about the possibility that this was a lab leak. Don't even think about what this could be to begin with. Don't question where this came from, <laughs> you know? And if you do, you're racist, which is funny. Um, (laughs) That's like one of the strongest (laughs) tactics. It's a very effective tactic because no one wants to be racist. So yeah, Um, it's an effective uh, tactic to control fucking shit libs. Like you accuse them of being racist and they'll change their mind about whatever, you know. Yeah, but it's but it's like the most obvious narrative about where this came from. We were told was a racist thing to think like what? Why? How is it racist? The, The United States obviously funded research in Wuhan, China, that leaked out of the lab. Like, wh- what's what's insane about that? To me, to me, this theory that a fucking uh, a bat at a wet market caused this. Like, are you fucking kidding me? And and the, the, all the scientists have looked into it and been like, the, the chances of that being true are slim and none. Yeah. So there's something about lab leaks happen all the time. Yeah, that's very. So that's why it feels crazy that we're even researching. How do we make the most worst virus? <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> I have some questions there. Um, yeah. Well, definitely. <laughs> well, and the, 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 you know what the crazy thing on top of it all, that how this applies to us the most? Us talking about this right now will probably get our YouTube channel thrown thrown off. They're banning YouTube channels that even talk about this. Should we not talk about it? I, I mean, I, I don't even know what it is you could say that could, you know what I mean? Like, they, they say everything's misinformation. You know, yeah. everything except what, what fucking uh, Dr. Fauci says, God, God himself, Dr. Fauci, you know, the infallible human being that yeah, beyond reproach, beyond reproach. It, the only thing that's true in this world anymore is what he says. Meanwhile, he contradicts himself fucking 10 times a day. I predict so. a fall from great grace that looks makes Cuomo's fall from grace look pretty uh, tame. Oh, you think so? Yeah, I think I mean. If he, if there hasn't been one person like putting this on a pedestal of like being a hero, more it's him, you know. Yeah. And given how complicated this thing is, and that life isn't so simple, and heroes aren't so black and white most of the time. You there know? are no heroes. Like that's the <clears throat> whole thing we got to get off. That like it's it's just such a thing that's used to manipulate us. Like, here's the narrative. It's black and white. It's left and right. 
and here's your heroes and here's your villains. Like, it doesn't add up to me, you know? And I think it has a lot to do with the amount of psychedelics we've taken and just kind of not not it being a thought form, living it and experiencing like, oh, I am everything. Every, uh, I am ev- it's, uh, we're in a fucking house of mirrors down here. I yeah. am everything. So, you know, I would never worship somebody as a hero because I couldn't worship myself as a hero, you know? I would never put somebody in categorically in the class of of villain because i wouldn't want to do that to myself we contain all those things you know yeah there's definitely heroic acts and people who are more prone to doing more heroic acts and they should be celebrated and respected for sure Mm -hmm. um but yeah it becomes tricky territory it's like the whole guru thing it's like as soon as you get it's because it's a handing over your power it's saying you're better than me Mm-hmm. And then, therefore, I will worship you rather than, like, you have something in your side yourself that I want to strive for. Yeah, or learn from. Or learn from. But and, and and that doesn't matter if, uh, you know, if you're a, a good person or a bad person. I want to learn from everyone. We've we got a lot more to learn from the bad, quote-unquote, bad people, you know. Yeah, because su- it seems to be a tool of separation of, like, oh, there's someone that I need to, like, look up to it and admire. Mm-hmm. And then you just put someone in a position of then disappointing you if you just say like you are going to be this shining light in my life this shining star uh north star of a guidepost and i think you can use people like that but oh i've i've been that that dude for people so like i've i've lived to this firsthand i've seen people put me on some sort of pedestal like i'm some sort of gift to fucking whatever art filmmaking podcasting sex whatever (laughs) i've seen i've I've been put on those pedestals and then inevitably when the fucking the luster wears off like that person fucking hates you they resent you yeah because they they held you in such a high place and i'm like i don't even hold myself in that high of a place like don't put me on that fucking pedestal i'm some dude here trying to fucking figure it out and make it look cool i don't know you do make it look pretty cool not all the time Yeah, but that, I mean that's that's part of our culture. We're in a we're in a culture of separation. We're in a in a culture of otherization and individualization, and and finding the differences and finding the contrasts and not even looking for the things that we all have in common. Not even l- overlooking those things every time. Yeah, it's making this time so tricky to navigate because um, it feels like we're so in this place of like pointing fingers and like. You got the vaccine, you didn't, blah, 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 like it's become this thing. But then there's, and then it also like, because it becomes so personal, it feels like we can't explore like what actually is probably best for yeah what's going on in our healthcare system. What is like a good way yeah. to move forward? It, feel, it feels well, like. Well, you see the system we're stuck in and you know, this is what should be waking people up more than anything. It's like, okay, what is all the, where does all the finger pointing get us? Nowhere. It hasn't solved anything. I don't know. I think that there's part of the media that just wants to blame the unvaccinated for all of our issues. And it's like, when did they become the enemy? You know what I mean? <laughs> like, what, yeah. what, 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 when did they become the enemy? What, you know, and, and this thing that I see people that think they're good people do. Like, literally, I saw two different people tweet like this the other day. Basically saying, um, oh, so-and-so who is unvaccinated is on death's door. I don't know how I should feel about it. What? Well, a fellow human being is, is struggling and suffering. Why don't you feel compassion for them? Yeah. No, wait, hold on. Were they vaccinated? I want to temper my compassion. 
you know, based on some political ideology that's been thrust on me by the fucking media. That, and the reason those ideologies are thrust on us by the media is to keep us from finding the solution. Because you're absolutely right. If we could see beyond that, we could start to find the solutions. But since we can't see beyond it, we can we stay stuck in this extremely profitable merry-go-round of confusion and nonsense. You yeah, know? it is con- it is confusing for me because even like without judgment, I I do want to sh- I want to share like I have friends who I have a friend who does physical therapy with people who like um, their brain gets all fucked up from having to be uh go under extreme care and life-saving measures because of covid Mm -hmm. and then they get vaccinated and this is something that she's seen a lot of because she's on the front lines of like helping people recover from covid Mm -hmm. you know and and she's and the people who are having the hardest time like it's i feel like it's become bad to even just say that that's something that's happening because it means that It, it, it is happening you know, and I think it should, if anything, be uh, a clue as to how much faith we've lost in our institutions. Yeah. And, and I think before continuing fighting the rich man's war and pointing out amongst us who did wrong and who this, I think we start to say, why have we lost faith, faith in all of our institutions? Because they're not serving us, you know? Like, what is a government supposed to do? We, we pay them taxes. What do we get for them? Nothing, as far as I'm concerned. We get a fucking crazy-ass military that's out of control and whose spending goes up every year. But we don't get anything. Everything that the government buys, you bought for them. And everything that they don't give you, you fucking still gave them the money. I don't know why this doesn't upset more people. I don't know why this doesn't upset more people that we've just gone through a two-year pandemic and we don't have health insurance. What can people begin to do about their health if they can't go to the doctor? We don't go to the doctor. It's been completely weaponized, right? Well, you don't know what kind of bill you're going to get. And that's the scariest we thing. We can't do it. Is is even if you do get COVID, like, you don't know the bill that they're going to slap you with. Yeah. If you go to get the treatment that you need. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and, the, and the treatments are false scarcity. There's plenty of fucking what, monoclonal uh, antibodies to go around. There's plenty to go around. There's, there's enough for the world. And right now we're in a false scarcity about them because there's a lot of money to be made. False scarcity over masks, over ventilators, over access to hospitals. All this stuff is extremely profitable. And when you realize that that's the name of the game and that no good disaster will go unused. That's that's a truth. You know what I'm saying? Then you can start to take care of yourself. But you have to understand what the circumstances. You have to understand how many guns are actually being held to your head. Because it's really easy to fucking just live in fantasy world and pretend, oh, you know, America, the land of the free. No, quite the opposite. Quite the opposite. You're being filtered into a very narrow way of thinking and a very narrow way of living. And uh, I, I don't know how this virus hasn't really begun to wake everyone up in mass. Maybe we're seeing that. Maybe we're seeing like the wispy beginnings of it. But the class war is being fought on us harder than ever. This is what it is. It's being fought. We are losing. Hmm. We're going to lose a, a, a million Americans to a preventable virus. Hmm. Look up how many people fucking died in other countries last year. Uh, countries that have their shit together, that have a plan. Mm-hmm. Look how many people died in those countries. Nothing. We're expected to sacrifice ourselves for this economy. 
And we gladly do it because we hero worship people like Elon Musk and Jeff Bezos and Bill Gates. You know, we put those people on a pedestal. We put the politicians that do their bidding on a pedestal. How can we begin to deal with these people? How can we begin to hold them accountable? If, if all, we just want to celebrate their celebrity. It's sick. It's fucked up. So you got to start thinking for yourself a little bit. Start seeing things for what they are. And once you see things for what they are, like I said, I feel like that's when you can begin to figure out how to survive and take care of yourself in this crazy-ass fucking jungle, you know? Because a lot's coming at us. A lot of predators, you know? So it's tough for us. We fucking went out of business during this. Like, we are now working for other companies. We used to be the company that the Kurt Viles would come to. Now we are working for an in-between company because our company went out of business because we needed work it was time for us to work again when all this happened uh two years goes by no work's happening and the people that survive are the people that were already big and already big enough to not fail and now we have to work for those people as opposed to work for ourselves and you get yeah, this is i'm giving this example of us so people can start to see how the system works and what the system wants it wants us desperate it doesn't want us having our own business it wants us working for one of the four big conglomerates in media. You know what I'm saying? There's no, there was no plan to bail out artists. There's no plan to help people like us out who were making a modest but good living, doing the right thing, being honest, employing many people over the years. Where was the support? Where's the safety net? There is none because they don't want us thriving in the way we did to begin with. Well, that's that's the real kicker because... It is those with the most money that have the biggest safety nets, too, you know? Absolutely. They're not, not going to fail. There, What could happen to them? Too big to fail, yeah. What could happen to them? And they have the lawmakers in their back pocket just in case, you know? When we went through the financial crisis of 2008, who got bailed out? The predatory mortgage companies got bailed <laughs> out. The people didn't. That were losing their homes. Yeah. The people didn't. The people lost their homes. It's so backwards. Well, I mean... It, it's backwards, but this is all to say, like, this is a system that is fucking functioning perfectly. Yeah. And I hear too many people say, like, oh, well, the system is failing us. And it is failing us, but it's functioning perfectly. This is exactly how this system was meant to function. It, in extremes. It pushes people in mass into extreme poverty, and it takes a very select few and pushes it in, into extreme wealth, the, the likes of which this world's never seen. And that's what this system will continue to do. It'll make winners and losers. Very m fewer and far between winners. Yeah, capitalism has allowed us to have these, like, be modern-day serfs and modern-day kings. But we're not, like, that revolutionary spirit isn't really about it. Like, we kind of are now, we're at this phase, it feels like, of, like, worshipping the king and mm -hmm. wanting to be the king's jesters and stuff like that. But... Yeah. And there's a point where you get sick of the king and you're like, wait, why is, why are we giving all our money to the king? Why are we working for this king? Fuck this king. <laughs> exactly. Just look, take the small example of us. We've paid a lot of money in taxes, a lot, an embarrassing amount for what we get for it, which is nothing, nothing. We get nothing for our taxes. What do we get? I mean, yeah, I mean, there's, I like to think that the roads and schools and stuff like that that drop in the bucket yeah it's unfortunate that we have uh 
what we know is true that there's huge areas in the military spending budget that just goes towards producing i don't know fighter jets that just sit on tarmacs and just uh it's not that innocuous they don't just sit on tarmacs they sit uh on tarmacs in hawaii and permanently destroy their drinking water i mean that's what's going on now that's what the u.s navy is doing in hawaii right now the U- the uh I'm, I'm not even gonna go off on a tangent of this but look into it because it's true the U.S. military is the biggest polluter on Earth by far. Like, nobody compares to what the U.S. military and its 900 bases that we know of spread throughout the Earth do to this planet. Nothing compares. And there's no accountability, and there never will be because they're the top cops of this planet. It's fucked up. It could change, you know? And... uh it sucks because it's like, you know, it's like we're, we're kind of coming out of this sickness and we're, it feels like, you know, we're, we're coming out a little bit of the struggle that we're having with like work and stuff. Like now we're like things are picking up slowly but surely and we're kind of coming out of the sickness and then we get a note on our front door that says we have to be out of here in 90 days <laughs> after 10 years of living in this apartment paying exorbitant rents. <laughs> exorbitant rents yeah. for a neighborhood that was not the price that they said that this place was. We just fuck it, whatever we did our thing. Pandemic hit. We ran out of money. We started paying uh, less rent. They acted like they were going to forgive it. They didn't forgive it. And they're like, get the fuck out of here. So we're on that 90 day countdown, but we're going to try oh, I, everything I, to maybe, I can't imagine a biggest, a bigger fucking, fucking slap in the face out of nowhere on top of everything else we have going on you know it's like god damn we're we're literally like sitting in the rubble of the devastation of our life like finding bricks maybe like maybe we could put this here and start to begin to make a little bit and then someone just comes by and just (laughs) it's just like okay well i keep having this vision of us being like in a new living situation and being like oh my god like this is amazing what were we doing in the city all that time yeah just like oh wow like we needed something we were gonna spend the next 40 years of our life in that one bedroom apartment if something (laughs) someone didn't kick us out yeah and look at us now thriving with all this space or whatever it is however we are able to maybe somehow still upgrade is my theory is that we're going to be able to somehow still upgrade even if it there's a uh, in-between period as we get back on our feet um yeah it's okay it's always been look and so far in my adult life it's always been an upgrade you know all the apartments i've had each one i've upgraded a little bit you know i i had a roommate at first and it was a small place but it was nice and then i upgraded and i had a wife and it was a little bigger place. It was okay. It was a railroad place. And then I, I upgraded. I got divorced and got this fucking spot. And the hottest fucking girl. And uh, we've been having a great time here for 10 years. We had the most incredible life of our lives in this place. And uh, I guess we're moving on. <laughs> I haven't even wrapped my head around it. I, I can't even begin to. It's like it's kind of it's very upsetting. But I don't want to cling. You know, it's showing. It's showing where I have all that those tendencies. Oh yeah, the attachments, claim. your self worth tied to where you're living, and yeah, yeah, and I and I know better. I know better, but it just feels like everything at once. Like my health isn't good. 
you know, work is barely happening right now. Just in general, it's not like our fault. It's just like in general, jobs are getting canceled. Things are hard to get going. Budgets aren't what they used to be. Like our health is shitty. The work is shitty. And now we're getting kicked out of our fucking place. And it just feels like a tightening. <laughs> that said, I feel like we could flip the script. And we're it can feel like almost a loosening, like like we're taking off an ill-fitting shoe by taking by getting this apartment out of our life. Yeah, yeah, I'm so grateful for this place, but there's been many a times that I feel like it's really done a number on mental health, just like the close proximity we've had to be on, on top of each other. And there is another situation that's probably better for us, but um, it's so funny because I think the big astrological note that Mare has shared with us of, th- of this year of 2023 is like higher highs, lower lows. And it's so, yeah. it's so funny because it has been the highest high. Like that music video we did last week was went amazing and just felt incredible. And Oh, I've, I've, every cell in my body was just buzzing with like excitement and confidence. And just like, it just, I'm like, man, I'm at the peak of my powers right now. This feels incredible. And then on the other side, we get, covid and an eviction notice <laughs> yeah. and um rock on baby but i f- i've Keep I've, on rocking <laughs> <laughs> but i felt um you know i think my biggest fear has always been like with this impending i i, I we've known this is coming in, in some capacity of course you know they're not going to just like let us stay here forever yeah in um with it not being in the best financial position and there's i feel like um some grace has come over both of us because my biggest fear about this circumstance is is the amount of stress it would and strain it would put on our relationship and that it would be like a pointing of fingers or that the fear would be so consuming that we would just have to like be picking each other up and like being like like you know when you you know when you're in a relationship or you you like lose someone to the the fear narrative and you just like you're like where are you i I can't like Like, i can't relate to you because you're so scared and I think that's been one of my biggest fears that we would like lose each other and in, into the fear. And I'm not saying it, it might happen, but I, don't, I, I think based on our initial reaction, this happened like 24 hours ago. I don't think we're going there. I think it's like, okay, cool. Yeah. Cool. All right. We'll <laughs> figure this out. Let's upgrade. Totally. Let, just, let's upgrade. Maybe, maybe this is the stage in our life where we step into like, yo, this church is a real thing. It's important to people. Let's make it. You know, let's have a place that people could come visit. Let's have a destination. Let's have an art mecca that people fucking rally around for years to come, you know? Yeah, no, we have a lot of ideas and a lot of things to be excited about and navigating how to get there. But I think, yeah, the initial reaction, I just want to, like, have a moment of gratitude for, like, the grace I feel like we're starting to display in the, in the face of, um, like, some tumultuation. Yeah. And I think that that's kind of like what your mom has always said about confusion is like when you're confused, you allow grace to enter because Mm -hmm. you, you don't know, you don't know what's going on, but you, you really just have control over how you're going to be. And And you don't necessarily have the privilege to be a brat about anything because life is demanding a lot more of you than to judge your circumstances. Well, it's where faith comes in and it's where, um, angel, some angel work can come in because you're absolutely right. And my mom's right. You don't know, and that's why it feels confusing. But if you point your faith towards the angels, they got a bird's eye view on this whole thing. Yeah. Looking into the future ain't no thing for them. It's, it's it's like us looking at each other, you know? And they know that they got you, and they got you cradled like a sweet little baby. <laughs> and that good things are happening, or at the very least, the lessons you need are coming. 
So I felt like uh, the angels just came down and, and surrounded us and and said, okay, maybe this isn't even a time for grief. Maybe this is a time for excitement, you know? This is, uh, we're, we're here for you. We're protecting. We see the long game here. Y'all are good people. This is, I'm, I'm just channeling the words of the angels. <laughs> Y'all are good people, you know? You smoke good weed. You look out for people. You're positive. You play music for people. You hold space, you know? You help people trip. And we're going to help you. And I, I could see that happening. And I feel like, the more we grieve this life that, you know, oh, oh, Sean and Cass in this apartment, you know, Greenpoint, Sean and Cass, I feel like the more it kind of, it's just like it steals from from the show that they're putting on for us right now, which is our life just playing out and fitting us fucking like a glove. And we know that. I think that's what we tapped into yesterday and are still tapped into. Because I could fucking, I feel like I want to and could lose my mind, but it's not happening. Yeah. Like I feel like I want to go screaming or I feel like I want to get mad at you about something, but there's nothing to, there's nothing to work with there, you know? Yeah. We I'm don't not throwing any grist in that mill. I hope not. <laughs> and instead I'm like, okay, let's just start fucking listening to the angels and channeling those motherfuckers and helping with, in collaboration with them, write the best future for ourselves where we're surrounded by the dopest homies that need us and that we need them. We, you know? Let's find those people. Let's fucking, let's make this chapter of our life like the most memorable, hands down. Yeah, and the th I definitely don't want to be like a financial burden on anyone, and I definitely want to support myself, and I've gotten a lot of self-worth and self-respect out of like my work and doing things well and making art, but I also, like Noah was even talking about, like putting money in the right category, like is that it's not been something that I'm aspire to, you know, like the accumulation of wealth. Like I aspire towards like trying to wake up and like understand yeah. why I'm here and how to see someone else more clearly and like kind of remove the fog and have these like pure moments of presence, you know? Mm -hmm. And I'm just trying to trust that this like current predicament is also going to allow and support that awakening that I so prioritize. Absolutely. I, I think we're kind of just helping each other through it right now. Yeah. As we speak, you know, and, and, and what is the confusion fog made of? Like, what are those particles? It's like stress. It's just made of stress. It's stress about money. It's in uncertainty about things. It's like just, just it's it's made of all those things and that 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 fucking those particles can really bunch up and that confusion fog can start to feel really thick you know that you know and it gets and it gets compounded and then it gets dark on top of the fog being there it's dark and like you know so so there's all this to contend with but i think starting to realize that it's temporary and what it's made of helps to to dissipate and help you see right through that a little bit and knowing there's another side to it Totally. I think that's kind of like the gift of getting sick or being in a difficult situation is because you realize, oh, exercising is actually really important. Like I'm kind of one of those pers people who needs like a kick in the ass that like when you I love saying it, but you don't do it, you know, exercise. Yeah. I did some bouncing. Tonight. <laughs> okay. Yeah. All right. This to my point, 
to my point. You got on that little trampoline for like two and a half minutes to the point where I was like, get back on there. What are you crazy? You just got dressed up for this and you went on there for two minutes. I'll get back on there after this. <laughs> okay. So I shouldn't, I'm talking out of my ass, but I will tell you that the sensation came of like, like what you're saying, like being your own healthcare system, like eating healthier, moving your body. For me, it's really about my mental health. Like realizing like, oh, I can't afford to like lose myself in the sauce right now. Like no. I need to like have be online and w- what do I need to do in order to do that and trying to make sure that we look out for ourselves and each other, especially right now. Yeah. Because yeah. that way that that's because these might be the lowest lows, but it's it's really about how you you have control over how you navigate them, I, I believe. Oh, absolutely. It feels kind of like... Um, <laughs> this feels kind of like when we got trapped in the flood in philly oh yeah you know like like it's just like one of those moments very unexpectedly out of nowhere it's like yo all hands on deck you know i know i'm driving but like fucking jesus christ can someone else help me see you know and it's like us both doing this thing together we're 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 traversing this fog together we're going straight into the storm and it's hard to see so we kind of both need a both of us white knuckling it right up on the steering wheel squinting and, and just that focused thing you know where it's like yo no bullshit we can't argue with each other or fight right now or listen to music or <laughs> or, or laugh like let's just fucking we need to focus on getting through this we can always listen to, survive. to music and how did we get through the flood and we listened to music and laughed so yeah we did we i think did. i think you're forgetting some key components no i'm saying here's the uh, the instinct is to get fucking very serious oh okay you know and to get self-serious and i know that the antidote is is really kind of quite the opposite of that but you, you see what the reaction does to you. It start you you get caught in a flash flood, and it's just like nothing else fucking matters. This moment does. <laughs> I'm trying to fucking figure out how to survive this moment. And you and I have been in other weather things like that, you know, on crazy ass snowy mountain roads going downhill, and like I couldn't even. You tap the brake, you're going out of fucking control, like that kind of thing. So it feels like one of those moments. It's like okay. We're in a fucking crazy snowstorm and we're on a one lane mountain road going downhill like easy. Easy, yeah. <laughs> Don't hit the brakes. <laughs> Don't really hit the gas. Yeah, because it feels like it. the consequences that could last a lot longer is if we get lazy and get angry and yeah. get fearful, you know? That's like when you don't make decisions that are aligned with like uh your most loving compassionate highest version of yourself you know yeah and i think that through it's even most important through your darker days that you try to remind yourself of the motherfucker who has that bird's eye perspective and you know yeah (laughs) yeah i mean and and uh, those motherfuckers have been there for us so many times like how many times since we've been in this apartment have we been like oh shit we're broke we better go make some money and we're able to do it so quickly it's a little different now because the world, I don't even, I barely know how to navigate the quarantine America and what's allowed and like, you know, is business happening? What the fuck's even going on? So, um, yeah, in the past, I feel like we've been able to turn it around very quick and I think we could do it here. It's just, I don't think it's going to come from commercial work dropping out of the heavens. I think like we need to work on ourselves. We need to work on ourselves spiritually and artistically and we need to focus 
and we need the support of our community you know we really do i don't i don't know what people could do for us right now but like we need support and well, we, just... we've rarely ever needed that you know for context you and i have never borrowed money from our parents in our life my parents wouldn't even have money for us to borrow your parents barely do um you know luckily we don't have student loan debts we both had scholarships to go to school so like i'm just giving some context of how we even end up in this situation i got i i i had some successes that put me in a in a good position like i had some successes uh in in films and commercials that like got us 50 grand or 60 grand or 100 grand and we were able to like okay cool we don't have to work right now we can just focus on art and like that's basically the trajectory we've been on like you know we go and we do a gig and we get like maybe between 50 and 200 thousand dollars for a gig and then you know we go and we spend that money on art and living and being in new york city and traveling and getting inspired and then we're broke again and then something comes along and um just that that ebb and flow has been interrupted a little bit which to me begs us to kind of just reapproach and do things different and we're broke again and it's really scary to get kicked out of your apartment when you're broke because it's it's not easy to just pop up into another place you know? yeah i i feel like i have some tricks up my sleeve and i think that's like yeah the, what we've <laughs> devoted ourselves to is like okay let's have the idea that leads us to making money and there might it might be more challenging right now and everything might be wanting us to like work for a bigger company but i think that there is a pathway forward to us and i have faith in that pathway and i feel that um if i stay as calm uh kurt says calm cool and collected mm -hmm. um I can I can open up those doors for us. There is a pathway for us to um, do what we do, which is make I think beautiful. I feel films. you. I definitely feel you to the point where you say even just I keep thinking that in my head too. That that metaphor of just opening a door, and it just being very easy. Just open that door and walk through that door. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. <clears throat> we have some plans. We have some ideas for this year. Like like there it's going to happen it's like it's already like it's popping off the celebration's already happening in my head like some of the stuff we want to do and uh you know i couldn't be more excited about the ideas we have and like i have the ultimate faith in us i don't have faith in other companies i don't want to rent my time out to them i don't have faith in them you know i don't have faith in other filmmakers i don't want to fucking you know make that my life i want to fucking do it for ourselves I have faith in us. I believe in us, you know. I'm speaking for the angels. We're good people. <laughs> <laughs> we try. We're good fucking people. Oh, man. You know what the angels love? Weed, yeah. Let me hit Our, one at least them. your angels love weed. That's Let me for hit sure. one for them. They're, they're like, hey, how come you haven't hit weed today? Yeah. You got that sour-ass diesel just fucking sitting there. <laughs> We're just ready to rip through your fucking bloodstream, swim around like dolphins. Yeah. Well, I hope this hasn't been a downer for people to listen to. I hope that, I think, I think it's probably pretty relatable in different circumstances of just right now what's happening. And it's not a downer; it's real. Yeah, it's real, and that's what we try to be. And that's the point of this podcast for us is to ha have a platform where we just get to be real. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> we yeah. get to be real with whatever's going on. Hmm. Yeah, I'm um, just. Uh I'm praying that other people in our position uh, 
just unite and have solidarity with each other and just feel that compassion for each other and not whether or not you got vaccinated or we did get vaccinated by the way you got triple fucking vaccinated we still got this i got i'm double vaccinated and i still got this and mayor's recently vaccinated and still got this like i I will say i fared a a bit better than you and that might have been because i got (laughs) boosted a few weeks earlier um just you know i don't think that's bad to say you also just don't get headaches and that was like my only symptom like yeah. really that fucking made ours different but i'm hoping that other people in our position um tend towards faith and tend towards compassion and don't get closed off like it'd be really easy for us right now to get closed off and isolated angry angry at the world angry at the government angry at our community for not being there for us angry at every angry at our landlord like be really easy for me to slip into that but it's just it's not worth it. It's not worth it. This is the this is the situation. The situation's the boss. Let's deal with the situation. Well, know? yeah, and I think like community comes in so many different ways and that's where it's like it's not necessarily just financial support. It's like, yo, I see you. Like, I'm that's cheering. What I'm saying, we're yeah. cheering each other on. Like, I f- I feel that um you know, us co-imagining like when people say things on the Discord of what they want or what they're going for, I start to see them doing that and feeling that and I and I trust that when we say our sometimes it's a little vulnerable to say what we want to do on here but i think that like people got our back and they're they're seeing us say have an update and be like look we like this is even a better situation we were scared for a second but we're now in a better situation like i oh yeah i wouldn't i i think it's not a bad thing to have the people in your life that care about you to help co-imagine a better future for you that's that's what i'm i'm calling on everybody (laughs) to do you know i kind of laid out a little wispy little blueprint of what it could be earlier in this just saying like hey we're down to be an art mecca you know we're down to be gathering with people more often we're down to be holding ceremony more often we're down we're calling in the space where we can do that and where we can be open to inviting people in. It's hard to invite people over here. Like, yeah, our friends that live in the city and can come and go, but like people staying with us, it's a fucking crazy thing for anyone to stay with us here. So I would just love to call in the space where um, we're on a beautiful piece of property and our friends are coming and going. We're starting and finishing projects. We're staying inspired. We're doing podcasts, permanent studio that we don't have to set up every time. Those kind of things. I love it. Yeah, we're here for it. Do you want to keep talking? Sure. Cool. Um, let's let's hop over to the Patreon. Let's get on the page. Okay. And do a little episode right. for the trustworthy ninjas. Yeah. Yeah. There's a lot going on there. If you wanna, uh, there's a, there's a lot. Of, there's like a whole bunch of bonus episodes. Some of my favorite episodes we've ever done, or have been just random bonus episodes we've we've thrown on the Patreon. Um, so check those out. There is 129 episodes of Church of Chill. This is just fucking countless hours of uh, music to trip to and just good vibes to to swim around in. Music to make art too. Yeah, music to make art too. And know? dance and, too. And you and are art. art. Yeah. You are the art. So there's music to make yourself too. <laughs> and music to rediscover yourself too. And um, on top of all that, which this is worth it in itself, is the Discord community where... Everyone is chirping it up all the time about just the dopest shit you can imagine and the dopest shit you can't imagine. For real? Lot of, that's where all the homies are. That's where all of our new friends are. And, you know, that's where we chop it up and exchange 
music and movie and book recommendations. You're doing a book club tonight. Yeah. You do an art club once a month. Herman Hesse's uh, Demian uh, was the last book, and it was such a pleasure, and it just felt like so on point for this community and how we navigate the world and just important. It's like this guy as he meets people along the uh, his path that allow him to like a spiritual awakening. Mm. Super cool. Our current predicament reminds me of the the song Touch of Grey. Mm. Doesn't it? Yeah. Look up the words to that one. I could. <laughs> oh yeah, pull it out. Pull it out. Or do you want to do that on the Patreon? Uh yeah, cool. Meet us over on the Patreon. We love you y'all. Peace, love, and magic. Peace, we'll see love, and magic. Par- we'll, we'll see you on the Patreon. We'll be talking about Grateful Dead and a bunch of other weird shit. <laughs> Later. Sure.